there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSEN. Off and running here early on a Tuesday. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard, live downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort at Casino. We are loaded to the gills today. We'll get some uh, best bets in the bowl season coming up later on this hour from Matt Eumann's Paul Stone on the show a little bit later on as well. Uh, we'll talk some hot stove. Jensen Lewis, Shohei Otani, where's he going to end up? And Drew Butler on the college football playoffs today. Last night, I mean... The results of that game, Paulie, and Jacksonville went off as a huge favorite, double-digit favorites last night at home. They lost outright. The game flies over the total. All three primetime games this week finally go over the total. So that team, with a win, think about this. This morning, the Jags would have been the one seed in the AFC. They go from losing out on that to losing their star quarterback for who knows how long. Maybe we'll get some news on that here pretty soon this morning. They're now in danger of not winning their division. And I would go one step further to say if that guy is out somehow to play non-playoff team. Well, at least CJ looked good when he got in there. Uh, the other thing, it was a disgrace defensively. Um, look, would you look at that? That's, that's what concerned me a lot. Yeah. A backup quarterback came in and had success. Oh, wow. Surprise, surprise. Oh, how yeah. about that? And now Jacksonville, if they qualify for the playoffs, so they're not good enough, right? If Lawrence can't play, <laughs> yeah, get right. him out. Yeah, right. Uh, Browning goes 32 of 37. And the only reason they didn't win a regulation was because of Zach Taylor with two atrocious calls where Chase and Boyd are asked to throw the ball. That, that handed Jacksonville. Well, it, then it how, took, how about the, the decisions right away in the first quarter? He's being ultra-aggressive. Going for it. Right, then take the points. Yeah. Tries the long field goal. I don't know why you call the timeout there late as well. So in spite of Zach Taylor, they still get the win. Cincinnati quarterbacks to win a road night game in the last 25 years. Andy Dalton and Browning. <laughs> you can't make it up. Wow. And this suddenly, if I mean, if he plays and looks like that, you can't dismiss this team as they get to 500 with the win. 
But the, the first thing is the health of Lawrence. Can we get the guy a cart, please? Where is the cart to get him to the locker room? And it didn't look good. He tried to stand up, and then he fell right back down. It's a bad ankle. I, I, nothing would surprise me today. Fingers crossed. I got Jacksonville futures coming out of my ears. If it was two weeks, you say, we'll take it. I, it could be a month. Who knows? Their schedule's very easy. They're favored in Cleveland. But certainly you got a, a shot in the arm because Bethard looked pretty good when he was in there and they moved the ball. But that is, you cannot lose that game. Can't lose that the, game. The defense was alarming last night. Yeah. I'm not, just for, forget about one game. I'm talking about for the chances in the playoffs when you're going to be maybe taking out. But here's the thing, too. In the AFC playoffs right now, what a tweet from Andrew Siciliano last oh, yeah. night. The standings right now, if Lawrence can't play this Sunday, that's four quarterbacks missing from the top seven seeds in the AFC. Hello. Look at the carnage in the AFC. Burrow out for the year. Lawrence could be out significant amount of time. Rodgers out for the year. Watson out for the year. Bills stink. I mean, who saw, who saw this coming? It's right there for the Colts and the Texans now. Here's the list right now. The current updated list for the NFL across the board. Browning, although looked really good last night. Bethard, maybe. Zappi, Trubisky, Ritter, Boyle slash Simeon slash who the hell knows. <laughs> Minshew, Levis, Flacco, Dobbs, DeVito, Aiden O'Connell. Am, uh, I, am I missing anybody? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> this is lunacy. I know it happens every year, but yep. that's a really long yep. list. Now you one game lead over the Colts and Texans. Now they swept the Colts. They split with Houston. Houston closes with Indy on the road in Week 18. You go to Cleveland Sunday. Who knows? I'm with you. Flacco looked pretty good for a guy just off the street, and they were exclusively throwing the ball and going out of shotgun. At least he can throw it, unlike Walker and DTR. Baltimore at home. No chance without Lawrence in that defense. At Tampa, Carolina, Tennessee. Definitely winnable. And, and certainly, again, Bethard looked good in there and knows the offense. Yep. And he's been in this league for a while. Uh, he, see, he was torn up about it because his best team, his best friend on the team is Lawrence. But it's just that that's a, that's a, you can't lose that game. With what's on the line, the one seed. It was your first Monday night home game in 12 years. And your defense comes out and plays that kind of a game. That's unacceptable. It really is. Right. And I'll tell you what else is unacceptable. The officials continue to be the story in all these games. It must end. And they, they got to evaluate this. The owners need to jump in. Enough's enough. You cannot make that call on the holding call. You're deciding the game. Was it obvious? No. Was it egregious? No. That's going to be first and goal at the three-yard line for Jacksonville. Beathard throws it up to grabs, throws it up for grabs and catches, and Ridley catches it. Yeah, I thought, you, cannot, you cannot make that call. That was a horrible call. That was a terrible call. They terrible. Showed, the re, showed the replay over, and I'm just like, what am I missing here? That was, you're really nitpicking in a huge moment like that. You can't do that. What did John Madden always say? You could call holding on every play if yeah. you wanted to. Yep. Let the guys decide the game. Like Mahomes said, calls went against us, but I'm all four players deciding the game. Stay out of the way. No one cares or wants to see you. Yeah. So I'm watching that game. And then when, was it Walker Little who stepped on Lawrence, I believe? He didn't, like, normally an, a lineman's going to get him by, like, the top of his shoe, or maybe the bottom of his ankle. He stepped on, like, what was that, mid-calf? And Lawrence knew immediately. And then the way he bent backwards as well on top of it. Yeah, I thought it was a knee. I, I, I thought it was a whole leg at some bend, point. Right, the bending back. It looked horrific. Right. And then, again, they had to, like, waddle him off the field with no help whatsoever. So as this is all unfolding, you know, there I, have all, I also have future tickets on Jacksonville. But 
like their division chances, their playoff chances, the one seed, thinking about all of that, and then tying it into Circa Survivor. You're still left. It's down to 30. I, the, the movie, All the President's Men came to mind. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nothing's, nothing's riding on the, nothing's on the line here. Yeah. Except the First Amendment of the Constitution, the freedom of the press, and maybe the freedom of the country. <laughs> yeah. You know, oh. that's all. Yeah, right? one, of, one of my favorite movies. It's a great performance. It's an unbelievable movie. Yeah. But yeah, nothing's on the line here. We're only down to 30 people now, and those tickets go from 175000 had Jacksonville survived last night, to now each ticket is worth $300,000, and Paulie, you still have one left. This is unreal, dude. A well-known poker player, one of the best in the world, uh, reached out to me last week, and I took a little bit. We swapped a little bit of equity. Because I'm looking at his portfolio, and I'm like, this guy's going to win. He has two Jacksonville, two Baltimore, two Houston. This guy's got an incredible resume still left. He used both on Jacksonville. I, I, I'm sick for the guy. And, and you look at this. We almost had a chop, an 80-way chop. There were 80 people going into Circus Survivor this week. 24 on the Steelers. I was one of them. Outdone. 24 on Jacksonville. Outdone. 15 on Tampa, led by three, fourth quarter at home against Carolina. Chargers, eight, six nothing, Patriots ball, five minutes left, driving. Rams, five, up one in the fourth quarter at home. Cowboys, tight game Thursday night, one person. One on the Saints, loser, one on the Jets, loser. One on the Texans, needed a goal line stand. We almost had a chop, 80. It was almost over. Wow. So now we're down to 30 here. Okay. And, and it's only, right, it's, it's 30 entries, it's 30 people. Here, so here's what's happened in Survivor since Thanksgiving. Now keep in mind, Thanksgiving was the week after the Commanders had 235 people get chopped on them. Giants at home. 235 people had the Commanders against Tommy DeVito. They lost. On Thanksgiving, it was down to 372. 216 oh. people were on the Lions. Uh-huh. Whacked. 149 the next week. I couldn't believe it. I still can't. 36 were on the Pats. And then 32 were on the Vikings, and they blew that game. What was that, last week on Monday Night Football? Correct. That's only, this, we're talking like 10 days now. That's how many people. And then it was 80 this week, 48 combined on Pittsburgh and Jacksonville. So you went from 372 on Thanksgiving yep. with good, t- good tickets and good entry still alive. The Lions are a 7.5-point favorite. Jacksonville, huge favorites last night. Yep. Uh, the commanders of the week before that, gigantic favorites, all getting whacked now. Uh, in September or early October on the air, you said we might have 500 people split this thing. Sure. Yeah. Dead wrong. Uh, well, but look they, at this now, the last 10 days. Thanksgiving, I thought we'd have a chop for about, you know, 100 and something. Right. I said on the air, you're not going to win a significant amount of money. I go, why am I getting excited? Because you also had so many people that had 10 entries left. But that's something we'll dive into more with Mike Palm Thursday. There's a lot of dead money in this contest, and there's a lot of uh, tomfoolery and skullduggery. There are some horrific decisions being made in this contest. It's $9 million on the line. Someone used the Jets. Someone used the Saints. What are you doing? People can't get their picks in, for God's sakes. But uh, I was dead wrong. And I, to your point, you're going back, I think, four of the last five weeks, the number one selected team has gone out. Yes, yeah, huge. So we are having carnage and chaos Every single week. And we'll see how many people get to the finish line. You know, a guy I respect made it seven and a half now. Could be too high. Who knows? I mean, but if this continues, we won't even make it to Christmas. I was going to say, you know, you could be the lone ticket or I, I'm not going to say it out loud. I'm not even going to continue with my thought on that. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's down to 30 all of a sudden with 9,200 people in it. 
And it was looking like early in the season, like you might get, you know, who knows? I think Mike Palm at some point set the number around 100. Sure. I mean, I you know, totally agree with him. It was a good number. But this is just... It was a good number. Look at all these huge favorites going down and or you're playing against dead teams in theory. Yeah. Did, did the Bengals look anywhere? They look like a... a team that could cause some havoc in the playoffs last night. Right, and they were so bad against Pittsburgh. Yes. As I talked about, if you took out the deflection that should have been intercepted that Chase caught in garbage time, they had 130 yards against the Steelers. Jeff Benson, who works here, Circus Survivor, does a great job. These games this weekend showed the Circus Survivor football contest is the absolute penultimate sweat when it comes to sports gambling. The highs, lows, last-second wins, OT theatrics. Nothing else in the world comes close, especially with $9 million up for grabs. They might get 15000 next year for entries. I mean, this is sheer madness. And from what I understand, of the 30 entries, it's 30 different people. That's right. So not, not a single person there has were, two entries left. Right. Yep. The guy I knew had t- double, two entries left. He had Jacksonville, and there was a couple other people with two, but they used Steelers, and obviously, bye-bye. Madness. Last night, who, who would have thought going into that game all of that coming out of it. Crazy, man. Up next, win some, lose some, recapping more of last night's betting action and some week 14 line movement. 30, folks. We're talking 30. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with CallShe. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to CallShe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Were you a winner last night? Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some. A lot of books offer the uh, soccer-type bet, halftime, full-time. Tie, tie, cash. 101. Should have been higher than that when you're talking about a 10-point dog as well. Game was tied at halftime. Game was tied at the end of regulation. (laughs) Nuts. Overtime, 14-1. to Bengals money line, 4-1. to Bengals to win between one and six points, 7-1. to NTN, first touchdown, 5-1. to 
Jake Browning anytime touchdown. I saw as low as five and as high as 12. Come on. Always be shopping. Yeah. The Bengals had lost 16 in a row on the road in prime time. No more. Iowa Purdue under 166 and a half down to 159. Subscribe, be part of the team. VSIN.com, our radio and podcast friends. This is top five all time in the six years we've been doing this. This dog video is awesome. The owner had an incident at home. The ambulance had to come and get him. The dog is chasing the ambulance the whole way, all the way to the hospital. And he's following the ambulance to the hospital and then checks on his owner. Okay, what's going on? Is he okay? Is my buddy all right? Is he going to make it? And then when they take him in, checking out there, there's the paramedics standing. Then they take him into the room and he he, stay, he waits outside. And I re, as I everyone's okay, the owner's fine, but it's we don't deserve dogs. You got to be kidding me. You see the video, the, 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 the dog is following the ambulance to the hospital as the door opens, checks on the owner, and then waits outside the room. The Any idea what country this is in? I don't know that. That's that's amazing, man. It is. I do not know that. But that, I, that is just like the dog who uh, led the um, fire trucks back to the, the burning ho- house. And it was in the it was in the backwoods. Yo, yes. Left, right, yes. left. I mean, yes. for like a mile, the weight felt, and the yeah. s- snow banks were five feet high. Great call. Great call. Lose some. Jags, six and a half up to ten. Couldn't win the game. Pacers, Celtics over. 237 and a half up to 245. No good. Stayed under. Huge win for the Pacers. Let's go out to the uh, out in Las Vegas. Things get wild at 3 a.m. They're at the f- they're ordering food. No, this is so nasty. Here it comes. She's barefoot. At the- ah! Brace yourself. Brace yourself. Ah! Oh, black. The feet are totally black. Were they like ah! raving in a mud pit outside? Yeah, before right. she came in. She's walking around barefoot. She's in a restaurant. They're ordering food. It's 3 a.m. You're right. It's like she just stepped over hot coals. Yes, where are the shoes? Ah. I don't see, they're nowhere in sight. Does she have them in her hand? I can't tell. Ah. She's picking scabs that dried ah. blood. I don't know what it is. Shouldn't have played. Uh, should have looked away. Juice Reel, a free betting intelligence app and a tool that every better needs. Juice Reel links your betting accounts into one app, delivers in-depth analytics on your betting history. You have access to the betting history of billions of bets placed by all Juice Reel users. In-depth betting analytics with billions of data points enables you to tail the winning betters and fade the losers. They also have Robo Jackson, the AI bot, hitting 60% more than 100 games. Check it out, Juice Reel. Download the free app in the Apple App Store, Google Play Store, Juice Reel. R-E-E-L, it's free, Juice Reel. Okay, so a couple of games to touch on here this week in the NFL. The total, folks, no joke, on Thursday night between the Patriots and Steelers down to 30. 30. I could actually see it coming down into the 20s. I'm, <laughs> yep. I'm not going to be surprised if uh-huh. some book today touches 29 and a half. May, I don't 29. Who knows? So that you're telling me that this is the lowest total regular season on record 30, last 30 years. Yeah. The last time we had a total this low. Oh, hello. Mrs. Doubtfire was a number one movie at the box office. You got to go back to 1993. And uh, you're right. There's no a great end. comedy that was. Yeah. Well, Robert Williams, please. No, it, it was. He was good. Well, it's incredible performance. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this is, you're right, there's no end in sight. It's an Iowa game. How low can you go? Yep. And if there's what, it's the weather should cooperate, but what if we get bad weather, like we just saw in Pittsburgh, and that happened? I mean, you got a team 
in New England <laughs> that has scored 13 points in their last three games. They lost 10-6, 10-7, and 6-rip. So you got a backup quarterback in Pittsburgh. You got a backup quarterback in New England. I have no What do you think Trubisky's going to do in this it. game? I think he'll move. I think he'll be okay. Now, New England has a good defense, but again, with, with time to prepare, like you saw with I get lighted up like Browning, but if you give the guy time to prepare and the guy's been in this league, he was a starter with the Bears, I think he'll be okay. But New England's standpoint, the pro- I can't wait for this game Thursday. I can't wait. The props you're going to put up, will they get shut out? What's the team total? Will they score over seven and a half? Will they get to double digits? Will there be a touchdown scored in the game? I want to see what that prop is. Will the team that wins the game be be held under thirteen? I mean, you're gonna have so much fun with the props in this game. I'll ask you're you. right. We've only had we've only had four totals going back in, since 1990 with a total this low. Right. I kicked this around with Brad Powers last week on the air. College football guy comes on every single week with us. Great, better, uh, well, professional, better. Um, I asked him what what he would make the second half total if. Well, this is the Iowa-Nebraska game. If that game was scoreless at halftime, what would you make the total in this game if it's scoreless at halftime? It's an NFL game. Yeah, well, it depends what it looks like, though, too. Um, you know, is it like that Florida State-Louisville first half, Michigan-Iowa? Would you go over 13 and a half? Probably. Yeah. There was a there was some. This rarely happens in the NFL. But there was a, uh, an ongoing thing for many years for some of us here locally in town that whenever there was a game in the NFL scoreless at halftime, it was an auto bet to go over second half. And it usually would get there. Right. More low scoring for Yeah, right. Yeah. No doubt. It's a, Steelers need to bounce back, though. And next man up. Because you, you got to beat the Patriots. Well, they're currently a playoff team. Yeah, right. How about the spread? I mean, six? You're, you're laying six against a team that cannot score. Yeah, they just laid six against the team That's and right. got beat by two touchdowns at home. But Ari- right. Arizona has life. Uh-huh. I can't believe the defensive performance by Arizona, but at least on offense led by Kyler Murray, that unit actually has, they have a pulse. So, uh, little college football here. This was, and boy, I, I watched so many videos of people who are absolutely livid with as, what happened with the committee. As did I, yeah. I spent a lot of my day on that yesterday. I had no idea it was going to be that big of a reaction. I thought Alabama was just going to get the benefit of the doubt nationally, and people were going to be like, yeah, you got to take an SEC team. I was wrong on that. I mean, people were hell-bent on going scorched earth yesterday. Yep. Uh, one person was Dennis Dodd, who came on our afternoon show here on VSIN on Sharp Money. Dennis Dodd, longtime college football uh, media member, covers the sport, CBS Sports. Uh, here are his thoughts on Florida State getting left out of the playoff. Oh, that was abomination. I thought it was absolutely ridiculous. Um, we've been told one thing for the last 25 years since the BCS started. If you're a major conference champion, you're undefeated, you're in. There are no parameters. There's nothing in there about losing healthy players. I understand there's language in the, uh, in the protocol of the CFP about it. But let's talk about this. In 1998, when the BCS debuted, Florida State was deemed good enough to play for a national champion. Florida State was deemed good enough to play for a national championship as a backup quarterback. They didn't win, but they certainly made it via the computers. In 2014, when this thing started, Cardale Jones was the third-string quarterback for Ohio State who led them to a Big Ten championship. So that 
to me is hypocritical. So the only thing I'm left with is, well, they didn't look good enough. And I was stunned by a quote in the ESPN story today, ESPN.com, where one anonymous committee member said, we just didn't think they could win a national championship. Well, isn't that a subjective, uh, something subjective, especially when you've got 30 days a month to get your backup quarter uh, back healthy? Apparently he was, Tate Rodemaker, was going to be healthy and give him a shot at it. I, I thought it was completely misdirected. Oh, and by the way, Alabama lost the game. Uh, Alabama played a game with a third-string quarterback. They, they looked terrible doing it. They won by double digits. Nobody seems to remember UCF. Nobody seems to remember Auburn, uh, last play of the game. And they certainly don't remember the Texas loss. I thought it was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, people are pissed, man. No, no Long, Long-time college football people are irate with what the committee did. I like this, which was said by numerous people. You know how arrogant it sounds to say, oh, I know who the best teams are. And they don't belong. I, I know. No, it's what I think. Sure, I know. Sure. What these people inside the room, I know. Right. What? What are you talking about? It's also like, and other people are pointing out that story that he referenced there. Heather, uh, Heather Dinich had this on ESPN.com. The committee actually said, this anonymous person said, we're going to project forward here. And the discussion is, we don't think Florida State can win the national title with their current quarterback situation. As Stuart Mandel at SI pointed out, how many times have we heard the committee say, we don't project? He goes, 100, 500? He goes, I don't know what, what the count is. Right. But he goes, we've heard that. We've been beaten over the head with that exact phrase for a decade. We don't project. Now R- they're projecting. Rodemaker came in in relief of Travis last year against Louisville and led three 75-yard touchdown drives after he got hurt. Sure. Sure. Uh, we will look at the in-season tournament. Last night was a lot of fun. And we'll tell you the importance of Kristaps Porzingis to the Celtics coming up next. This is Follow the Money on VSIN. You're watching VSIN and DraftKings Network's coverage of Rock Out for the Knockouts. VSIN and DraftKings Network has you covered with great analysis and tourney takes. For those of you watching on VSIN, you can find the DraftKings Network on your smart TV. Download the Roku channel, Samsung TV Plus. Get up there now. I thought last night, well, the first game anyway, was a ton of fun in the uh, in season tournament quarterfinals. Yes. Pacers at home against the Celtics, and uh, that was tied late. Halliburton took over and company, and uh, they eventually won by 10. That game stayed way under, as you said, in win-lose. Bet all the way up to 245. Yeah. And, it got, and that was a high-scoring fourth quarter, by the way. Uh, if I like what they said in the broadcast. It was Greg Anthony who said, if the Pacers scored like seven or eight fewer points per game and played defense like they did last night, we're talking about a team that could really make a deep run this year. But they just... The defense, when they get in these high-scoring games, I mean, it's untrustworthy, right? And But last night, when they yep. needed to play good defense, and as they pointed out, Carlisle should just go to this video and say, guys, look at this. Look at what we did to Boston. No poor Zingas, I get that. But we right. played lights-out defense when we had to get it done. Great atmosphere. Big for their organization. I know after the game, Carlisle said it's fun right now. The Colts are playing well. We, we got a good thing going. They are entertaining. Number one in pace. Number one in offensive efficiency. Halliburton didn't play in the first meeting, and they gave up 155 points and lost. Porzingis is a big deal, and I think we definitely need to pump the brakes on the Boston hype. 
You know, a lot of people poke fun, and I, I agree with that. At Jalen Brown, he's in a great situation with that absurd contract, but he takes none of the blame. No one's going to blame Boston. Like, if they don't, if they flame out on Jalen, it'll be Tatum. It'll be somebody else. It'll be the coaching staff. Um, but it, they, they need Porzingis. And that, but this is a fun team. The discussion on the pregame was interesting with Barkley and Shaq about Shaq saying, well, just get stops when you need to. But they are just with that crazy pace and they're good so offensively, this is going to be a fun team to watch. And they now move on Thursday out here. They're in the semifinals. They get the winner of tonight's game between Milwaukee and the Knicks and then the championship game on Saturday. So this is a great job by Adam Silver. I love the court. Uh, you know, we players time and time again have talked about what the money means, and it was a phenomenal atmosphere and a great game. And I couldn't believe they come all the way back after Boston had the big lead on them, and then here come the Pacers and and made all the plays down the stretch. And Halliburton is so good. Yeah, I think that uh, he is absolutely live to win the MVP this year. For, I'm not talking in season tournament. I'm talking regular season. Wow. With the numbers that he's putting up, triple double last night. If you go back and look, like the last five six games, his numbers are just absolutely eye popping. Again, if they would somehow knock off the Bucks in that division and get a high seed somehow in the Eastern Conference, you can, if he continues this pace, how, how do you ignore what he's doing? Uh-huh. And if you look at all of like, Interesting. if you look at like, you know, BPM and EPM, his numbers are very, very strong. They're maybe a, a little bit behind uh, Joker and Embiid, but he's basically like the third best player in the NBA this year, according to a lot of the advanced stuff. Fourth best player. Yep. Uh, Shea Al- uh, Gilgis Alexander is also in the mix. But here's how important. Christophs Porzingis is at the Boston Celtics. A great breakdown from Tom Habistro. So this is before last night. You can't include it because he did not play. But with him, uh, they have, well, on the year, a net rating of n- plus nine. No team is within 2.9 of them overall in the ratings. The only teams in the dunksandthrees.com database since 2014 to have a lead of that magnitude, the 2014-2015 Warriors, and the 2016-2017 Warriors. And the lineup, when they play all five together, we're talking about Holiday, White, Brown, Tatum, and Porzingis. They have a plus 107 on the season. No other lineup in the NBA is plus 70. So that would translate to a plus 27 net rating per 100 possessions. So he went and looked at the recent history of uh, best five-man lineups in the NBA that five-man lineup I just talked about has the best net rating going back. It's better than the Boston team two years ago. There's an Orlando team in there that had an unbelievable net rating back in 08-09. They're better than actually Minnesota when they played Jones, Butler, Wiggins, Towns, and Gibson in 2017-2018. And this team with that five, they are better than the 2016-2017 Warriors, the highest power-rated team in the history of the NBA. Oh, my God. That's how good they are. But that, that again, you take that guy away. That's right. And I, you know, but he, the, 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 he's that's a big if with them, and they knew I, that yep. when they traded for him and when they acquired him. He's always hurt, so that's a big if. And even like the biggest diehard Celtics fans are saying they're probably not a title contender if that guy can't be there. Mm-hmm. But with him, I mean, it just sure. the, the losses before last night. I think they had what two losses in overtime. They had another game that was like basically one possession. Yeah. I, that, that's, I mean, they're in every single one of these games. Yeah. So, so I hope, hope tonight plays out like last night did. And the Pelicans won the late game. But uh, they're really playing good yep. ball, by Hello, the way. Hello, Los Angeles. See if the Lakers can get this done. 
Lakers 8-2 and two at home. They host the Suns. Von Tobel has the Suns 30-1 to one to win this tournament. Yeah. Great job. Lakers won the first game in Phoenix. It was a great game, and the Lakers uh, took them apart in the fourth quarter. But uh, playing well at home, uh, Darvin Ham. we said it on the air. He made the comments about how much these guys are fired up by the money. And if you win this, each guy gets half a million dollars. And then the winner would play uh, New Orleans on Thursday out here. I think that's the early game on ESPN. Yep. I think the home courts are going to be juiced up big time. Uh, and we saw that again in game one. I don't know what happened to the Kings. Well, the Pelicans are awesome at this point. Yeah. But the, the Kings had a, like a comfortable, and I get it, it's the NBA. Lead changes happen all the time. But they're up like 11 on cruise control in the first quarter. Sure. And they let the Pelicans claw back. And then by halftime, they're down by almost double digits. And they just they never could catch back up. Yeah, I think the first score I saw was 30 to 17, five minutes into the game. Yeah. I'm like, what are they going to score? What, a 50-point quarter here to start? But great job. By, Ingram was great and a nice win for the Pelicans. And, and they come out here. So I wonder with the totals, and I know that this has been a talking point with Von Tobel, and his co-host on the uh, Hardwood Handicappers podcast that you can get mm-hmm. wherever you listen to your podcast. I know the second game went over last night, flew over the total. The first game, though, played out like kind of a game seven, and that's been his point. Like, are these going to be, because it is win or go home, um, are they going to play out more like a game seven in a playoff series where it's going to be more defensive-minded, and it might not be like a typical 2023 regular season you know, game mm-hmm. where these totals are just flying over 230, 235, 240 in a lot of instances. Mm. Like, will, will the Knicks kind of dictate what happens tonight against the Bucks? I know that's a good point. Milwaukee, top five uh, in offense efficiency, and, and the Knicks near the bottom in pace, but the Bucks like to get up and go. So who's going to dictate pace in this one? Uh, I, I, in the first meeting was uh, stayed under the total, so that, that's a good observation. I would lean Milwaukee. But then you you have that like playoff type atmosphere though, and maybe it didn't happen last night in the first game. It got nuts, and there were seventy combined points in the fourth quarter. But a lot of it was the shenanigans late, foul three, foul three. But I mean that that could take place in the fourth quarter here, and then again it could be a blowout. Who knows? Milwaukee nine and one at home. I'm surprised the line's a little this low. Knicks have been playing well, but it's a lot of respect for the Knicks. I, I mean, mean Milwaukee opened four what four four and a half up to five now. So I'm a little surprised it's this low. I think uh, w- there was one opener that had the buck six and a half. Oh, it's oh, really? There was, uh, yeah, I'm on the vison.com website right now, and uh, the opening number said six and a half, but um, okay, yeah, mo- most spots now four and a half. So uh, you, you, bet you were paying attention. You were like in front of the phone, computer, whatever, when the news came that they got Lillard. You bet the Bucks to win the title at that point. How concerned are you? No, I'm with you. I'm with Freak. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. You okay with it? Yeah, yeah. They'll get better defensively, and I'm going to be a problem come playoff time because they're going to be so good offensively. I have uh, many questions about the defense. But I also, and I'm not, like I need to lump in some other teams in the Eastern Conference. As we've said since like the very very first night of the NBA, I don't think these teams are a finished product with the rosters. The Bucs have to make a move. Somehow, some way, they're going to have to bring in another player. And I don't know what the problem is. I know a lot of people will point to um, getting rid of Budenholzer because he was a really good defensive coach, in theory. Uh, I know it got away from him in the playoffs quite a bit, but this is not the same team defensively that we watched over the years with the Bucs. Yeah. Right, their defensive well, rating was always so good. I, 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 it, I mean, they have glaring issues defensively now. Well, yeah, it, it's, they've improved 
So it was a disaster to start the year, but you also have a new coach as well. So they have to get used to that guy. But that's a big question mark with Griffin taking over. But I think it's, I'm just going to be so dangerous offensively with what I have. And but the, you know, it's who stays healthy. You know, does Boston make it through with all these injuries? Does Milwaukee? What, what do I expect out of Middleton come playoff time? And that uh, that could decide it. And the, Philly will add a piece too. I'm very confident Maury's going to add a piece and bring someone in. Yeah, me too. Me too. By, by the way, you know those games on Thursday. I think you're aware of this, but that, though, the two games on Thursday, obviously, are the semifinals. Yes. There's a game that starts at 5 o'clock Eastern. Yeah, I love it. Good move. 2 o'clock Pacific. Yeah, well, yeah, they're both out here, so you got to go. You're playing on the same court. So one's I, like I, I two, think that's great how ESPN and TNT have this partnership. Here. Yeah, one's like at 2 o'clock Pacific yep. time, the other one's like at 5. So bright and early on Thursday, then the winners of the, those two games will play for the in-season tournament title on Saturday night out here in Las Vegas. Up next, Matt Yumi is going to join the show. He has a boatload of bold bets that he likes already. Find out who they are coming up next here on VEASAN. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is follow the money on vsin in the NBA, the game can change in an instant, but no matter how the action unfolds, you know DraftKings Sportsbook has your back. This week, new customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting 5 bucks on basketball. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code FOLLOW. The crown is yours every Tuesday at this time. VEASAN host Matt Humans joins the program. His show is called VEASAN Tonight. It's at uh, 9 Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific right here on the Vegas Stats and Information Network. Matt, good morning. Thanks for the time, as always. We'll get some of your bull bets here coming up in a second. But first, there is a game that you like tonight. So rather than having the audience tie up some money here for two weeks instantly, let's get into a game that you think is worth a bet tonight in college basketball. Probably the marquee game of the night with North Carolina and UConn. Who do you like here? I like UConn. 
bet this minus five. I think the five is still out there. You can lay that with the Huskies. Tristan Newton has been outstanding uh, for UConn early in the season. Uh, 17 and a half points, eight rebounds a game. If you been if you watched him last week against Kansas, I would say he's the best player on the floor. And uh, UConn took a four point loss at Kansas. Came way was way down. Came all the way back. Had a four point lead about five minutes ago. And the end game stuff just uh, went the other way, and Kansas ended up winning by four. But I was even more impressed with UConn after watching that game with Newton and Cam Spencer at the guard spots. The fresh five star freshman Stefan Castle's out right now. When you look at this matchup with uh, North Carolina and uh, UConn, I think you're going to see a Huskies team that's just a lot tougher in the interior with Donovan Klingon and Alex Caravan. And uh, UConn just doesn't drop back-to-back games. I think Danny Hurley's team's going to get the win at the Garden tonight. And uh, I'll lay the five. I think that's a fair price. I would expect UConn to get the win by about seven to ten points. So hopefully that's a uh, winner. And then I'm, I'm leaning towards Florida Atlantic minus two against Illinois, and that's the first game at the Garden tonight, but I have not played that yet. I want to see Illinois take a step up in class and beat somebody really good. The Illini have one loss against Marquette, but, you know, the Florida Atlantic team, Terrence Shannon has been another stud for uh, the Illini, but I think the Florida Atlantic team's got more depth, more scoring. A veteran team is uh, probably a little bit better at this point, but I have not played that yet, but uh, UConn's a bet for sure. All right, so before we get into your bowl bets that you like, what were you like some advice here for the audience and what were you looking for <laughs> yesterday? I mean, this is a very tricky part of the year. I mean, what it's turned into now the last two or three years with the transfer portal, uh, tracking that and then trying to like gauge what team's interest is going, going to be in their bowl game compared to their opponent. Uh, what exactly was your philosophy yesterday when you were trying to bet bowl games? Well, you know, it's not rocket science. It's more about information and also just trying to figure out which teams this is the same stuff, which teams are going to be motivated. But the key here with the transfer portal is you're trying to figure out which teams are going to lose key players before the bowl games, which players might sit out, things like that. And uh, one, you know, one bowl play I landed on early, I, I was really hoping San Jose State was going to open less than a touchdown favorite against Coastal Carolina in the Hawaii Bowl on uh, December 23rd because San Jose is not going to lose players to the portal or opt-outs for the NFL. And this is a team going to be highly, highly motivated for the Hawaii Bowl because Siobhan Cordero, the quarterback, should transfer from Hawaii. If you saw the coach, Brent Brennan, make the announcement to the team, Spartans were fired up to be in this bowl game. And Coastal Carolina has got a bunch of players. Key players are going to be out of this game, leaving the program. Coaching was a big downgrade this year. Uh, this Coastal Carolina team stripped down. I think San Jose wins this. Uh, I would say by 17, 20 points. It should be a really easy win for the Spartans. I don't like to play a lot of favorites, but I've been the rules hmm. in the bowl season because uh, you've got a Coastal Carolina team that I think uh, shows up in a, in a bad situation, and San Jose State's got a really good one. And you saw the number open seven and a half. You're already seeing nine and a half at some spots, and it makes sense because uh, the favorites should definitely be the right side here. But it's crazy how many players have entered the transfer portal and it, it impacts almost every team. So when you bet these, you're trying to find the uh, teams that you think are not going to be really hurt by transfers, especially at the key positions. And uh, that's not really easy to do. I, I even thought before the news came out yesterday about Ohio State quarterback Kyle McCord going into the portal, which actually really surprised me. I still thought Ohio State was a, too big of a favorite, a six and a half over a really good Missouri team. And, um, uh, I actually took a little bit on Missouri plus six and a half. 
I bet it a couple more times yesterday at plus three and a half and plus three. So I got three bets already on Missouri. And uh, that's my favorite play of the bowl season. When you look at Missouri, and I talked to somebody who's a good source around this team, he says there are not going to be opt-outs. You got Brady Cook, at quarterback, Cody Schrader, one of the top running backs in the country with almost 1,500 yards rushing, and Luther Burden, the wide receiver, with about 1,200 yards receiving and eight touchdowns, and he's a stud. And he's one guy I'm a little bit concerned about that won't play in the bowl game, but it looks like this Missouri team's going to be highly motivated to win the Cotton Bowl. And uh, I'm, I would think that Ohio State's going to have a bunch of opt-outs. Marvin Harrison Jr. is not going to play along with Kyle McCord. You're going to have numerous guys sitting out, I think, on the Buckeyes. And, uh, again, what's the incentive for Ohio State? So I think there's a lot of different ways to look at that game, but – I like Missouri to win the game. I wouldn't worry too much about missing the best number if you've missed it. Hey, you're not always going to get the best number on every game. And in this case, I think Missouri's going to end up closing as a slight favorite. So you even get Missouri plus two now, that's not bad because I like Missouri to win the game by seven to ten. I think that's probably my top play of the bowl season right now. I'm stunned at the opt-out as well. And you also have Buckner who opted out with Alabama and a defensive mm-hmm. player on Texas. So you have guys who are in the teams that made the playoff and guys are opting out. What do you expect with Georgia and Florida State and what you get out of the seminal? Now I see an AP voter said if Florida State wins, he might vote him number one. So it's, maybe you have a split national championship that's in play here. If Florida State can beat Georgia, what do you think with the motivational factor and the total in this game? Okay, good luck with that. Uh, you know what? There's not going to be a split national championship. But, uh, you know, I'm disappointed for Florida State like everybody else. But let's be realistic here. If you got uh, even one good eye, you can tell this Florida State team's totally different without Jordan Travis and Kenny White, veteran Las Vegas odds maker and handicapper going into last weekend, had Florida State ranked 19th on his power ratings. So if you would cry about Florida State not being in the top four, think about that for a minute. Well, and I don't then care. Look at this uh, come on, come on, Matt. Oregon was laying 10 against Washington. Come on. Well, I was on Washington, but I would not be taking Florida State. Uh, all you had to watch is this offense the last couple of games, Paul. If you can't see that, I don't know what to tell you. Florida State's offense is pathetic. It should not be in a four-team playoff. But Georgia... Florida, what you're going to have is, I think, a bunch of opt-outs on both sides uh, in this game, and the defenses are still going to be the strength of the team, both teams. I like this game under 45 and a half. I'm not taking the points with Florida State because I've seen uh, too much here and uh, too much, too little from the Florida State offense. And uh, if you want to put Florida State in the playoff, you can do it. I'm, I'm not going to cry for the Seminoles because. Uh, they don't deserve to be in there. You're going to be a big dog to any of the four teams in the play. Florida State, like Johnny Avello, DraftKings said yesterday, be a big dog to a bunch of teams that aren't in the playoff. Okay, so then what about FSU's opponent that we just watched over the mm-hmm. weekend? Uh, great defensive battle. Louisville is playing USC in their bowl game, and Caleb Williams is not going to play. I can't even imagine by the time game time kicks off here how many opt-outs and transfers yep. USC will have in the game. And uh, USC is now a seven and a half point dog total, about fifty-seven here. Miller Moss is going to be the quarterback for uh, USC. Uh, I, like like you said, I, I expect a bunch of opt-outs for USC on offense and defense. Uh, Louisville, I would expect a again a really motivated team. Jeff Brom in his first year in that program, 
And they ended the season with a loss to Kentucky and a uh, 16-6 loss to Florida State in the ACC title game where offense looked uh, really bad against a, a playoff-level Florida State defense. But uh, I think Louisville is priced right here. It's built into, into the number at 7.5. It's, it's hard for me to lay that number in the Holiday Bowl with the Cardinals. But, again, I think you got a, a really good Louisville defense and an offense that doesn't strike for a bunch of big plays. I like the Holiday Bowl under the total of 58. There are three bowl games I like under the total right now. Louisville, USC under 58. Notre Dame, Oregon State under 45.5. And, and Georgia, Florida State under 45.5. And, and this Notre Dame, Oregon State game in the Sun Bowl, I want you to keep an eye on this. There's a chance Sam Hartman, the Irish quarterback, is going to announce here in a day or two that he's not going to play in the game. Notre Dame's going to be without its quarterback, its top running back, its top wide receiver. Oregon State's going to be playing its number three quarterback. So these are all the things you got to handicap yeah. here, and I think under in the Sun Bowl has got to be the bet. That's great to know. Good information. Um, catch uh, match Matt's show every single night here called VSIN tonight at 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 uh, o'clock Pacific. Matt, thanks for the time. Good luck this week. Okay, you bet. Thanks. Yep. Okay, so that total is 45.5. He also likes Arizona minus 3.5, currently over Oklahoma. He likes Alabama plus 1.5 over Michigan, and he likes Washington plus 4.5 over Texas in the two playoff games. Up next, we'll discuss updated NFL futures, some juicy numbers to make or miss the playoffs here. As you've been watching, follow the money on the DraftKings Sports Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.